If you haven't watched or listened to part one of this episode, please go there and check this out. Ready for part two? Let's go. Put you on the spot. <laughs> Why do you think like a 10-year-old a in Australia isn't as good as, uh, you know, on average? Why isn't a 10-year-old you know, in Australia generally much worse than a 10-year-old in Spain or Brazil? Well, what do you think is kind of, you know, your opinion yeah. or your experience? I think if I I think if I base this answer on the player, I won't get in trouble as much as if I just bag Australia. But um, yeah, for for the player, I think until you get to twelve, I think it's similar. And I I have a lot of people that have told me the same thing, and and I think it's the same thing as well because I've been there. But from you know six to six to I mean, if you're a great player in Australia, you can survive in 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 Spain at twelve, right? But from like six to eleven, twelve. I think it's very similar, actually, the level as far as a top kid at a good club or at a good academy in Australia compared to a you know normal to good player in Spain. Obviously, at Barca, at Real Madrid, at Atletico, if we're focusing just on Spain, I think it's the same in other countries, but focus purely just on Spain for the conversation. I think if you look at Barca, Madrid, Atletico, maybe Espanyol, you know, a couple other ones, Villarreal, Valencia, like. Those clubs, you probably have no chance. And like I was, as I said, I was playing in this uh, uh, one year up in the state team in Queensland, and I still didn't get into Espanol, and I could score from anywhere. I was totally two-footed, and that's just because there's certain things in Australia, like as I mentioned them before, like off the ball, defensively, tactically, um, even with the ball, decision making, that we aren't. Uh, it, and, and again, this comes back. There's nothing to do with the person, right? It comes down to the culture and the coaching and the environment where. In Spain, you go to an Espanol session, you don't have three seconds to think on a ball, right? You, you play here at a good academy in Australia, and you do have the three seconds because the other than, I mean, there's an academy in Melbourne, the Villarreal Academy in Melbourne. I watched them train the other day. The kids there are the closest thing I've seen to Spain, but they've got Spanish coaches, and they've got four of them for one session, like they're on them, right? Um, but I think as, as from six to 10, 11, I, I don't think there's much of a difference. And, and the reason for that is because physically kids are all the same around 6 to 10 for the most part, right? And physical is, is, is a big aspect uh, when it comes to, you know, like a physical team in Australia would probably beat a not physical team in, in Spain. And I've seen occasions of that happening at that young age. But as you said before, guys, the, as the older you get, the harder it is, right? Um, that doesn't take away from there's still certain things which are the training in the course because we only focus on at-home training. Next level is only what you need to be doing at home. We encourage you to do one-on-ones, extra training, club training, school, whatever you want to do, but you need to be doing more at home because when you're doing academy sessions, club, even sometimes one-on-ones, depending on the session, you're not getting the amount of touches you need to to compete with the kids overseas because the funniest thing I've ever said, apparently, I get the most laughs from, is when I was in Spain, I was playing, four, training four days a week in the youth La Liga, playing against Barca, all these you know, freakish kids are in the Spanish national team every week at 15 I was, and I was playing eight hours a day on the streets and then I'd go to La Liga training and, and we'd be treated like royalty, all our clothes, boots, everything's there, ready to go and train and I just done a full day on a, on a hard futsal field in the middle of Barcelona. People don't get that, right? So if you're not getting thousands and thousands of touches more than everyone around you in Australia, you will get left behind and it's just the pure reality because you've got kids that are playing at the highest level in the world that are playing on the street for six hours and then going to training at night. So, and it's probably the same you, in Brazil. Yes, you know? so, definitely. 
No, look, I, I grow up like a play in the street all the time. It doesn't really matter what kind of street you have. Just any I told you, like, even like up here, like you play, no, oh, if you score there, you need to go there, grab the ball. Mm. So you, you, you never stop playing. And when I, when I was young, I used to play like grabbing the ball and doing everything inside of my house. Okay, I cannot touch any chair. I cannot do anything. So I was dribbling all the time. Not because my coach just say so. I was like, no, I want to improve. And then one of the things I say in the episode that people already know, I was like, I need to improve my left foot. So every single thing, in the, okay, today it's on the left side. So I was using left hand to grab the glass of water, everything on the left side. So my brain just kind of like simulate, okay, we need to use the left side all the time. So I was doing this and it was so amazing for me. It just helped me a lot. And then I was telling this to the kids here in Australia. They were like, what would I do that for? And I was like, guys, I'm telling you, you're going to literally just put it on your mindset. Oh, I need to use more the left side. So rather than just put it in the right side to go, now, nah, come on, hold on. There's the left side for a reason. Mm. <laughs> so we need to use, we need to kind of like master it like the left side too. Yeah, cool. And then in Brazil, we, we always play, hey, today's Tuesday, it's only left foot in the street. You play like with the left foot yeah. only. That's awesome. If you play with the right foot, five minutes out, yeah. someone's going <laughs> to be waiting for you. So man, it was unbelievable. Like my, my oh my gosh. If you see my, my foot, Jesus Christ, it was terrible. Like, you left foot? Oh, no, all of them. <laughs> it's a fun we play. Like, okay, I know this is totally wrong. Don't do this at home. But we used to even, okay, today we need to play only with the right shoes as well. The left one, we, you need to feel it. You need to touch it, you know, which is wrong because, like, the level is different. What do you mean feel it as in? You... No, for example, okay, we're going to play in, for example, like in, what was the name? Like... Not in the earth, like the grass. No. What? The guys. What are you saying? Because <laughs> we call earth. But it's earth. Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Earth. No, dirt. not planet. Earth. Dirt. Yeah, planet. the dirt. Yeah, dirt. There you go. So we're playing the dirt. So they were like, okay, so we can use only like right shoes. The left one, you need to feel the ball. You need to touch the ball. You need to kind of like embrace the ball. So no shoe on the other side. No shoe. Ah, okay. One with a shoe, one with the other yes. shoe. Yes. Now but I like, gotcha. Which is wrong, because like the yeah, level... Yeah, you run like crazy. I know, but like, for example, it was so much better to have those kind of like understanding. I'm not yeah. telling as I said, don't do this. Or maybe do. You play a bit of barefoot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe at, at least at home, just for you to touch it yeah. and feel it. Mm. Have that kind of connection with the ball. <laughs> love the ball. Oh my God, love the ball, please do. Anyway, sorry. I was too silly. I even missed um, A question I did want to ask. Uh, so you mentioned, <coughs> you touched on a, a bit on it, um, but you mentioned, okay, you went, you were like obviously really good and you went to, to, to Espanol and they said, you know, you, and you even know technically you could score from it, you're great, but there were certain things that you were missing because there was a different types of coaching or something. So what was missing, um, you know, what's the difference that you didn't get coaching from where you were and what they were wanting from you in Espanol? Yeah, and this is super, super important to know for anyone, right? doesn't matter if you're 6 or 17 or 23 and you want to push on in football. Um, when you, sorry, push, uh, mind blank there, you want to push on to go overseas. When you, when you get there, doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to be missing, you know, yeah. tactics. You're going to be missing movement. And by movement, it's movement on the ball and also movement off the ball. Movement off the ball is the biggest thing. The reason you go there and you feel like you're dizzy is because you get the ball and you pass it, right, coming from Australia. But they get the ball, they pass it, they take off, you don't even know where they're gone, and then they come back around two passes later and get it 
and your head spinning. So some of the things like, yeah, when I went to Espanol, it was, you know, technically you're probably the best we've got uh, in, in the squad. You know, you could score goals, all those things. Everything I could control, I did control. And that's my biggest piece of advice for players when they're like, I want to go overseas. What do I need to do? What do I need to focus on? Focus on everything you can control. Yourself, your touch, your strength, your balance, your everything you can personally control, be the best you can possibly be at those things because what's going to happen is it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to go there and you're going to be missing those things. So if we want to just list them off, it's you know it's movement off the ball, on the ball, tactics, defensively. And, and what I mean by defensively is not I can slide tackle, it's you know how to position my body to defend, all these different things that they subconsciously do. The reason those, they're the major three things, and the reason they're so good at those three things is, is not only because they, they play more, right? They're getting more touches and more things on the street, but because they play more on the street, they get better, and the defending gets better, therefore the attacking has to get better, right? The, the movements, the little flicks, the dinks, the, the shots, the, they have to become unpredictable. And it can't just be a 2D or a, you know, a 2D game. It has to become 3D where you play it and then you've got to make the run to make the space so the other guy can get the ball and score. And, and, you know, and, and over there, the coaches see the player that makes the run uh, to, to make the space so the other guy can score. And that player gets praised and that, guy, that player gets played, i.e. Sergio Busquets, right? But in Australia, this is my biggest problem, and I've got friends that have played in, you know, not in Germany, not only in Germany, but I've got a friend that was at Girona, another one that was at Burnley, a boy from Queensland played for Man City. These kids have all given up because they come back, and I won't name names, but they come to A-League clubs, and the coach, depending on the coach, obviously, but the coach doesn't see it. And this is personally, without diving into that whole world because I don't want to get in trouble, my biggest problem and my biggest, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to get cancelled. It's too, I'm too, too, it's, it's too early to get cancelled. No, but my biggest problem is coaches, right? Because you make a movement, you do a thing, your team wins, and it's the guy that scored that, that, that did the thing when it's not. Because if I didn't make the run or suck three players in, he wouldn't have got the, the chance to turn, have three cups of coffee, and then slot it home, you know? So that, that's where my biggest frustration comes from. Australia, and if I didn't play overseas, I would I would never know that. So, um, yeah, that that's that's the the number one thing I think. Yeah, that's true. No, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I, that's why we are. Yeah. <gasps> boom, 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 boom. Gabriel, look what you got for us. <gasps> yeah. For me. Yeah. Damn, a little podcast snack. Oh my God. Say, say hello that. to the camera. Come here. Gabriel. This is my son. This is my wife. My wife cannot come here now. Put your face there in the no. camera. <laughs> You're here only. No. Well, you guys cannot see it, but my wife is right over there. This is my she son. You guys snacks. already know. She brought snacks to us. <laughs> I think Kai can see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the cameras keep moving there, so yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, your camera's like adjusting. I'm sorry, <laughs> mate. So you haven't got one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Apple pie. Oh, the new ones, I think. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's the Creme new relay. one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so hungry, man. Thank you so much for that. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> Say goodbye to Kai. His name is Kai. Like, it's Kyle, but like with no L on name. it. Kai? You. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, I man. said thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Back man. to the podcast. <laughs> this video is not sponsored by McDonald's. Make McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> Um, 
That distracted me. I forgot where I'm at. I don't know. She texted me. Can I come in? I was like, what do you mean? Why? Snacks. So bring you quiet. I was like, oh, well, well, yeah. Of course, they come in. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking, yeah, no, that's right. So with your points about, um, you know, it's not just on the ball. It's like a, half the, not half the game. Think about the game. We spoke about it before. In a 90-minute game, how often do you actually have the ball at your feet? Yeah. It, most of the time it's without the ball. It's like, okay, how am I helping my teammate when he's got the ball? How am I helping my teammate when the opposition's got the ball? It's everything when you don't have the ball. Well, not everything, but most of the time. So you better start working on that part of your game yeah. because that's most of the time the coaches are seeing you without the ball. But, sorry, I just jump in you there. Can... It's tough. It's, it's tough to improve that part of your game in Australia. That's the thing. You know, and, and if, if Aussie kids were on the street for eight hours a day playing for two, three, four, five years every, every day or every week, two, three times a week on the street, this thing that happens in Spade would happen, happen here. And people, you aren't like, you, got, you know, from Brazil, like you only improve when you do a lot of something and the other people do a lot of the same thing, i.e. makes it harder for you to score goals. Like you only improve when you're up against better opposition, right? And so... That's the thing. It's a it's a whole process and a whole journey that we just don't have here. And we're missing that. Um, and then it's on the other side where the coaches are missing that whole journey themselves as well. So then you've got players and coaches feeding each other information that's not what they're doing over there. It's not it's, it's not one person's fault. It's the whole thing. And that's why it's to me to fix anything got going on in Australia is going to take a lot more than just one person. Uh, and I think it's going to take the people that have actually done it, like the, the ex-pros, you know. And, and I can tell you from knowing some of them that it's not something they want to do or be involved with because I'm going to get cancelled. There's no way of changing it, you know. Like, it's never going to change. So it's just how it is. We've got to deal sorry, with it. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if you remember what happened when, with one interview. Everyone in Brazil got so offended back then but it was so true. The guy just came to like one ESPN or something and then he was like, oh, if you want to be rich, go to Brazil, get some dollars and you're going to find plenty of soccer players like high level, like pretty professional, literally in the street. Just spend one month in Brazil, mm. get some dollars because they're going to go. So that's the reason we kind of like got offended. Oh, just get some dollars because they're right. going to go. Right. But you're going to find like literally like stars there. And we do, mate. If you see like in the street people playing, you, you, you're kind of going to look and say, oh my gosh, you guys are joking. Literally, how's that guy's not like playing professionally? Mm. Because even in Brazil, if you don't know someone, if you don't have the right connections, you're not going to go, you're not going to literally succeed there. Right. So yeah. unfortunately, we need to know someone to help you to see your talent at least. Mm -hmm. But like, there's so many players that are way much better than the players playing right now. Well, like they are just literally in the street, and then sometimes they're like, "Oh, why don't you just go for a trial?" Oh, because I need to work. Mm -hmm. Someone just told me to go to work. I need to do that extra job for me right. yeah. to pay my bills. Right. And that's the reason technically we got offended. I didn't, but like, because I understand, and I think that's kind of like our reality, unfortunately. But like, yeah, people got to think, oh, he keeps saying, oh, if you just go like with the extra dollars, some people are going to go, well, if you just come to like a kid and say, hey, 
I'll give you a contract with three hundred dollars a month. They're gonna say, "Oh my gosh, I'll yeah. go." Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yes, they so go. They're offended because they're saying it's like you don't need much money for them to be. No, they, because they keep saying, "Oh, you, you can pay only three hundred dollars and yeah. then sell them like for two hundred million. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got offended about that, like the agents, and they were, oh, we keep looking to the scout. No, we don't. Right, I we, we, we do look in the clubs, but like yeah. people who go to the clubs in Brazil sometimes, like you pay to do the training session, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. So you pay to do the training session, which means you don't need to be good for being in the club. Yeah. You need to have pay, the money. Like, yeah, you, have, yeah. you need to have the money. That's it. Yeah. If you don't, you're not going to be there. Oh, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. So yeah, they, they did like some sort of like document, documentary style, even like inside of the prison. And they have like four guys just signed up for professional clubs. And they were so good. They show like in the TV, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then because they, they commit a crime, yeah, of, course, of course, they cannot yeah, go course. outside and play. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, oh my gosh, this guy needs to leave and mm. we can see how it goes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, it's so easy to find it. Technically, because we kind of like just play soccer. <laughs> we don't play Well, that's stuff. the thing, because like, just pl like playing gets you better. But it's yeah. like whoever plays more, like you're saying, practice at home nonstop, you know? And I know there's the whole argument about overtraining and like, you know, how much is too much and things like that. But I feel like overtraining only happens when you have done nothing. You're like, you, you've trained twice a week your whole life and then you suddenly get motivation. Oh, I'm gonna train five hours a day. Well, then there's the issue. No, but, but if you've been training twice, twice a week, then you go three times a week, four times a week and slowly build up as you get older and older, I, I feel like you won't overtrain. But it's, but kind, of, it, it's kind of like overtraining for me. It's like, okay, Okay, I need to run 5K because I need to improve my my core, my fitness and blah, blah, blah. And then you get home, oh, Coach Kyle just said I need to improve my, I need to train more, so I'm going to do another 5K. No, mm. hold on. Overtraining if you do, like, the train totally wrong. Mm. But, like, for example, if you, like, as they said, okay, you go to your academy or something, or, like, your club, do your session there, then you come back, you're at home. How am I going to do, how am I going to improve? Okay, you can do, like, a training session at home. And do like, for example, as I mentioned to you, okay, let's use on left foot. Mm -hmm. It's just an example. Well, you're still training. It's just a different method that you're gonna apply for it. And I think that's it. Cause mm -hmm. like, it's just like the overtraining for me is just going to the club and do like high level training session five, six times a day. Yeah, then you might be overtraining. Yeah, cause you, you said, you mentioned like you were training like eight hours on the streets and then you went to club training. Did the people in the club ever have issues with that? Did they ever talk about there's too much training or, or things like that? Was that ever an issue or do you have any thoughts on the whole overtraining situation? To be honest, you never really said anything. Like it was just like an unspoken thing where coaches maybe they knew, maybe they didn't or maybe they suspected, but it wasn't something that you, you talked about or said or, you know, it was just life. Like that's how life was. And it wasn't eight hours a day every single day. But we would, we would play like, for example, we'd get home from school at two o'clock and then we'd go you know, you, up the hill and then on the top of the hill there was the futsal field. And so you'd walk up the hill and yeah, you'd play from maybe 3.30 to 6, 5.30, whatever, 6.30, 7. And then if your training was at 9, then you'd go, because by the way, everything's later there. You go to training at 9, you get home at 11. So you don't just do your one and a half hour session, two hour session, you do three hours on the futsal fit, you know. So, and but that's why I like you guys. Um, I saw you do a lot of futsal, and that's something that I did before I went overseas. Yeah, I was played in all the f school futsal things, and we did the, the Queensland one and the national one and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for futsal, but 
the thing, and, and I, you, you both almost just touched on it then, is like the overtraining thing. If you always do something, it's not different. So it's not overtraining. Like overtraining, you know, on another planet, you know, if we're talking about planets, might be doing two sessions a week. Overtraining here might be doing seven sessions a week. It's just different, right? But it's a human body can adapt. And if you always do something, if you always do three, four hours a day, every day, then your body learns and the cells and everything learns ways to make you recover quick enough. So X, Y, and Z. But I personally, and it's just a thought topic, is like I'm very excited to see in 20, 30 years that the people born in those, you know, in the 20, in the 40, 2040s, 2060s, those players, because I think combining everything, all the mistakes our generation and we're making now and giving the answers to those players from a starting point, but including all the technology and recovery and all that type of stuff that, that's coming about now, I think players in 100 years, 80 years, 70 years are going to be like ridiculous. And, and I don't think it'll even be comparable to a Maradona or a Pele. Like it won't even be on the same planet. And I think it's even starting to get that way where if you put a Maradona controversially into a current day game, Come on, There's, he's not yeah, going to do anything. It's different. It, it just people become athletically stronger. It's everything just evolved. The whole game has changed. Yeah, it, the game has Things become faster, quicker. It, it, uh, 100%. I can uh, see like Neymar like in, in the 70s just dribbling everyone <laughs> oh, as well. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's too quick. Yeah. Um, I, I want to touch still on overtraining just as we were before we stopped the, the camera. Um, just to reiterate, because I'm in that belief point as well. We have. Uh, like we do high schools and things like that and we have some state players who can only train like three times a week not only with their club they can't do their high school program they have to sit out and all that sort of stuff um which i do understand the importance of okay you know we want to nurture these players not hurt them but i do believe in the fact that you know people even say futsal is bad for you it's bad for your knees or you're bad for your ankles it's like well yeah if you're 50 50 years old and you've never played futsal and then you go play an intense game with, with your social friends yeah, you're going to probably hurt yourself, but you're going to do that anywhere. If you played badminton, you're probably going to hurt yourself. Um, it's the, you know, the gradual adaptation, like you said, you know, as you start training more often, your body starts adapting. So going from zero to 100, that's an issue. But growing up and going, okay, let me, you know, I'm training twice a week. Let me put that to, you know, three times a week. Okay, over time, maybe four times a week. Five. By the time you're 12, 13, you, should, you could be training every day. You shouldn't be, you know getting you know you shouldn't be overtraining in my opinion take that you know not professional not, not licensed but i do believe in you know olympian athlete he's not overtraining training seven times a week but you know if i train twice a week i'm going to pass out you know <laughs> that's overtraining for me at the moment you know so there's a difference not you know uh, there's not a, a, a specific number that means oh you're overtraining now it's okay listen to your body but of course, remember, whoever trains most, more often, is going to end up being a better player. But you just have to manage, okay, how can I increase the amount I train without, quote-unquote, overtraining? And that's the reason why you normally keep asking to people, just look for a professional. Like, like yeah. you guys, they can give like a proper advice. Mm. Or if you have like your coach, you have a really nice connection with your coach, ask your coach. If you have like any PT or like someone that can help you out with, ask for it. Don't do it by yourself only just because unless it's something that you do for fun that is also part of your training session. Mm -hmm. So for example, okay, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to play, I'm just kick some balls here in, in the oval next to me. Well, cool, you don't need to ask me. Just go there, have fun. Mm, for sure. Improve, like improve your like free kicks skills or something mm. like that. Cool. If 
you want to do like something that, oh, I think I'm going to run. I think I'm going to go for a swim. Or blah, blah. Ask someone else. Because mm. if you have a training session, if you have something, don't do everything by yourself. We already keep telling you this, kids, so please. But e even else. in terms of trying to develop as efficiently, effectively, if you want to develop effectively, get a program, next level soccer, whatever else, yeah. get a program. If you just want to have a kick, have a kick, have fun, enjoy yourself. But if you are on that phase, okay, how can I improve as quickly and effectively as possible because I have to catch up? Well, here's the time to try to get a program that's designed to do that. Don't just, you know, have a kick around with your mates and think that's going to be you know, yeah, yeah. The, the most effective. Um, unless you're playing games. Games are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you, if you just go to, you know, have one ball with five teammates yeah. trying to shoot goals, chase the, chase the ball. Yeah, that's a different story. But um, is there anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say um, before we... Um... Not really. I think we, we've covered a lot and I really enjoyed being on here because, um, you know, we talked about uh, some real life issues, not just, you know, what have I done? You know, I've done a few podcast interviews and it's normally just like, what have I done? So I'm glad we were able to touch on some different things and talk about some, you know, cancelable, cancelable, that's a big word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this day and age, oh, you got to watch out. And then the big boys are going to be cancelled. Yay. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, God. Funny, TikTok is such a weird place. I've had some of the most well written novels of hate messages and comments. And then I, you know, scripted to the, to the millisecond absolute, you know, pieces of art telling me how stupid and horrible and dead the program. Like people that haven't even clicked on a, a link or watched a web, had a look at anything. And then I go to their page. And they're about 11 and a half years old playing with Lego on, on, their, on their TikTok. And it's like, it sounds like they've scripted a hate message from like a 28-year-old professor. That's like, it's, it's, it's a weird, really weird place. There's nothing crazier than the comment section of a TikTok. It's, 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 it's hell out there. Yeah, we, we, we now do like a, we do a mean comment. Yeah, we do a mean comments out of it nowadays just because uh, yeah, every is so crazy. Every Sunday now, all we do is just... Show like we, we normally show, hey, you see that video? Let me read some comments here. <laughs> Guys, you're thugs. Oh, you're sucks. terrible. This is the worst thing ever. You don't know anything about soccer. Why are you calling it soccer? It's <laughs> football. What's soccer? Very relax. It's actually so funny. One of my most viewed videos, and it's helped, you know, it's gotten like so many players have enrolled from this one video on TikTok, is just the video where I say soccer, and I feel so normal. I'm just like, oh, soccer, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking. And it gets so many, got like almost half, like over half a million views because hundreds and thousands of people commented, it's not soccer, it's football. And I was like, I mean, keep commenting. Yeah, boost like, the algorithm for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But honestly, and then you're the right. The next video is like introducing soccer. Soccer, soccer, soccer. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say that in every soccer. I'm never going to call it football again just so people comment and hate on it. It's hacks. <laughs> That's how you hack the, the algorithm. <laughs> let's, let's learn how to play soccer. Uh, Honestly, and this is no offense to all the mums and dads watching this this interview or podcast, but I've I've got I, like we run ads, right? We run ads to promote it all over the world to get people looking at the thing and like you do. But some of our ads, we have full-grown men and women, parents with kids, commenting, "My son plays football, not soccer." And I think to myself, "You seriously took the time out of your day to comment that?" Is like. Man, like, why? Like, you're a grown ass man with kids, and you're taking the time out of your day to tell me, because I need to know that it's football, not soccer. So, 
Yeah, I've anyway, seen those exact comments. It's uh, hilarious. Ju just to clarify, like, we're going to start again. How do you please start playing football? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to redo the podcast. We're going to redo, yeah. yeah. So uh, our academy, like football life mastery. Football life mastery. <laughs> Honestly, probably yeah. sounds better. You get titled this podcast. Yeah, like, football life. Yeah, football life mastery. Should have changed it. No, no. fuck it. Soccer life mastery. Suck, yeah. suck, 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 suck. Uh, do you have any last piece of advice for kids who are, you know, 10, 12, doesn't matter how old they they want to go after this dream of playing overseas or playing in Australia? What are some pieces of advi advice or wisdom you could maybe give them? Well, my first thing is probably just follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on there. Subscribe. Yeah. Hey, and follow me on TikTok, but don't look at the comment section unless you want to call it soccer. Then look at it. Yeah, we need to build a hashtag like it's soccer, not football. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone says football, now it's called soccer. So yeah. we're going to use the curse like yeah. just to put like soccer, not That'll football. That'll be one of the, the videos, hashtag yeah, it's soccer, not football. That's so it's, and by the way, sorry, I will get back to your question, but it's so funny to me when I get English people from, you know, England saying, oh, it's football, not soccer. I'm like, let me just count back the years. How many years ago in your country did your people invent the name soccer like it came from England and so oh anyway so anyway past the point but for 9 10 12 17 year olds out there it doesn't matter uh, you need to get thousands and thousands and thousands of touches more than your teammates and competitors every week and if you do that you'll be the best uh, it's it's not hard and I don't mean get a you know uh, a rugby ball and do 2,000 rug uh, keepy ups or juggles every day like it does come back down to the type of touches like if you play games just play games or you know whatever you're doing play futsal if you can if your knees let you do it whatever but just how can I get more touches so just think about that and with next level all I've done is make an easy way or create a platform that is all you've got to do is follow exactly what it says within 30 days within 60 days within 90 days you will completely transform as a player because you'll go from getting your normal few hundred, maybe a thousand, two thousand touches a week to now 10, 15, 20k touches per week and that's the difference, right? Um, the biggest thing for me is like I get so many, like also testimonials, I love posting testimonials on Instagram and TikTok, etc. But the, the biggest thing for me and why I feel like I'm getting so many testimonials is because people don't understand that, you know, that there could be a thing out there that could improve them so much so quickly but they don't understand that initial concept like I just mentioned is players out there, unless they're training with a, a good academy like you guys or they're doing futsal or, you know, and even if they still are doing those things, they're probably only getting two, three thousand max touches a week, you know, like on the ball touches. That's just, that's just how it is. Me, anyone, doesn't matter who you are. It's just, if, in, if you're especially from Australia, because I know how Australians train and what we do here um, as like the norm, that's what you'd be getting. And so... The reason why you see all these testimonials on, on Instagram or TikTok saying how amazing it is isn't because it's revolutionary or it's whatever, it's purely because of the big difference that a normal player goes through when they join and when they, before they join. You know, So um, if you're going to join or not, it's up to you, it's your life, but get thousands of touches on the ball and if you need help with contacts, you know where I am. Um, and that's all I do, I just try to make the journey for other people, you know, easier than mine, than mine was. And I feel like if, and, and I'm pretty sure you guys are on the same wavelength with me, I feel like if I can give players not only the, the training, but the knowledge and everything, the contacts is a separate thing, but like everything 
minus the mistakes I made and the answers to the hurdles they're going to run into so that, that it's not a hard, as hard of a fall as what I had to go through, then maybe they can be better than what I was. And so like my goal with this is to create as many pros as I, as, as I can and there's no set number on it because I think it's limitless. But at the end of the day, I look back at my journey and I go, if someone did exactly what I did and went to Spain but had me as a, someone to talk to, to get them through the tough times and just say, don't even think about that, just keep going. And, and don't, they, don't, they don't lose momentum in certain areas where I did. Um, and they've got the training, they've got everything. They will be better than what I am. And, and I'm happy saying that because otherwise I wouldn't have started this thing. And uh, that's kind of where we are today. You know how we were just talking about in seven years time, 20 years time, people are gonna be so much better. This is how. Yeah. what you're just saying because the, this generation then teaches the next one how to be even better so we are a part of that which is why you know people you know 50 years ago people are better now because those players give the next generation yeah. advice and how can you do things differently how can you train more effectively how can we be better and this is it's cool to even how we spoke about this five minutes ago and now you're kind of bringing it up you know this is why we do it well you know we are the ones that are trying to produce better players and, and give them an easier path. So um, I commend what you're doing. Um, we're trying to be on the same boat, trying to help players as much as we can in different ways. Um, so the people listening, uh, jump on board, follow the TikTok and whatever else, Instagram, yeah. check out Next Level Soccer. Um, and I yeah, it, right? that is it. Get lots of repetition, touches, touches, touches. Yeah, please do, don't yeah, stop. Train. No matter what happens, don't stop. Unless mom just says stop, then you do it. Get a wall, <laughs> kick against the wall. Yeah. Kick, your wall's the best friend you ever have. Kick against the wall because it bounces back and you have another touch straight away. So, you know, that's what yeah. we like and to say. If you do like a terrible pass, the ball will come back terrible yeah. for you too. Ain't got to control Try it. Try to improve then. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Look, All right. Once again, thank you so much, mate. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast. That's the season two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had the anniversary cool. last year. This is the yeah. first episode of year two, so. That's pretty cool. You're so, great, yeah, uh, we're awesome so excited banger. to have you on board. So, thank you so, so much again. For How, how old are you, mate? I'm 19. 19? Amazing. What a guy, what a guy. I just don't get it. Like, you're 20, 23? 23. You guys are so young. It's been like through a lot. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, 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 I could be his dad. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, totally. you know, I'm, I'm old enough to be his dad. Yeah, what about Jesus me? Jesus Christ. Not so much. I, technically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Young enough. Team dad. <laughs> anyway, most of our podcasts are like this. Oh my gosh. Talking yeah. rubbish. But, you know, we have some good pieces of knowledge there. Awesome. Once again, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks Legend for having me, guys. Bye. See you soon. See ya. Wait. Podcast done. Done.